Uh, but now I kind of want to talk about musculoskeletal issues. All right. Uh, those issues there, uh, what they particularly perceive to happen is, is while in service, we were, uh, whether if you're all the way down to an E1 to 06, it does not matter. We are always putting strain on our bodies. As an active duty member or veteran, there has been some type of strain that you have put on your body. Back issues, neck issues, and foot issues are very common. Whether if it's uh, having a rucksack, a, a 30 to 50 pound rucksack on your back and, and, and doing a hike, uh, a five mile hike. Well, what do you think that does for your back? Well, what do you think that does for your feet? What do you think that does for your knees? It creates issues. Hello and welcome to the Prepare to Compete podcast where we talk all things VA benefits, real estate, entrepreneurship, and more. Kenneth Davis, how you feeling today, my brother? Oh man, I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. Just uh, had some good turkey dinner last, uh, last yesterday and it was delicious. So man, I'm uh, stuffed and wonderful. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. That's a wonderful time to spend the holidays with your family. You know, um, happy holidays to everyone that celebrates Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all, all the different holidays uh, that are coming up this holiday season. It's uh, really amazing to just take the time to kind of reflect and spend with family and, you know, really just, you know, take pride in those moments and kind of look at the accomplishment of the year and just, really like, wow, you know, it's been 12 months already. We're going into a whole new year soon. True indeed, right? Uh, 20, listen, 2024, who would thought we'll be saying that, right? 2024, that's incredible. But uh, yeah, man, just having that time to try to spend with loved ones, uh, whatever you celebrate, it's always great to make sure that you spend that time with the people that love you and that you love the most as well. Absolutely. So yeah, we have a very good show for him. I mean, you guys could see we keep improving the setup man we got this big tv behind us now we got this wonderful artwork here you know we're doing our thing to just kind of keep things refreshed and refining our approach so again if there's any topics that you want to hear uh in regards to va benefits real estate entrepreneurship just go ahead and let us know in the comments we want to love to just really kind of pour into everyone and really pour into the veteran community and just make sure that we're providing the type of information that you want to hear. So any type of feedback would be greatly appreciated there. No, hundred percent. Cause, uh, as I will always stress and always provide is that we're here to serve, right? So if, uh, there's specifically anything that you guys want to touch on again, reach out. Absolutely. So yeah, today we have a pretty good show for you guys. I mean, we've been doing some things in regards to some interviews where Kenneth was able to have some really powerful interviews from some Navy veterans. So they'll be coming down. You guys will be able to see that. Of course, we have the eBooks that are coming out soon and you guys will be able to have access uh, to that as well. So doing some amazing things for the community. We're really excited about 2024 and kind of all the things that we can bring there, but we definitely don't want to mess with our bread and butter, right? And educating you guys on uh, the VA disability benefits and really, you know, how life changing those benefits can be. So, you know, today we wanted to kind of take the time out to highlight the top 10 uh, VA benefits that veterans are qualifying for. And I'm sure, you know, Kenneth has a lot of insight regarding that and going to be able to break down some things for us today. 
Yeah, yeah, most definitely. There's so many different aspects in regards to benefits, right? Uh, as you touched on, right? Uh, we want to talk. We want to talk about what is primarily getting service connected. What are the things can veterans be able to, uh, instead of going for a, uh, you know, some type of uh, a skin condition? Can we get something that we we can replace that with that can possibly be service connected? So we're going to go ahead and uh, talk about a few of those things. Ultimately, we want to make sure that um, obviously this isn't for everyone, right? It, it's not a cookie cutter situation, but we just want to talk about the things that the VA is most representative and the most is uh, uh, most things that are having positive outcomes. Okay, so um, you know I do want to touch on one right because uh, we. We tend to slightly skip over this a lot uh, because I think as young men and women um, uh, in service, what happens is is that you're pretty young at that time, right? Um, however, we're we're exposed to so many hazardous noises. So uh, you know, being exposed to hazardous noises is ultimately gonna start leading into certain things of hearing loss. Right. Um, I know a lot of times, you know, most veterans will not, you know, current concurrently admit to it. Most men. Right. They may be watching, watching uh, television and they keep on cranking that volume up just a little bit more every day. So with that being said, you know, hearing loss is, 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 is one huge one. Right. So hearing loss, uh, being able to make sure that, uh, you know, that that when trying to get service connected for hearing loss, make sure that you're. Uh, explaining uh, again how hearing loss is affecting you and your life, your lifestyle. All right, because it's very important that we do so. So, uh, hearing loss is uh, is number one. All right. Absolutely, no, that's definitely uh, pretty important, and uh, it's you know one that, again, it's kind of pretty common. And now, so when you're talking about hearing loss, you kind of uh, mention like the hazardous noises and, and different things of that nature that veterans experience. Now, is there kind of any kind of subsets of the hearing loss condition and, and, and different things when it comes to service connecting uh, hearing loss? Um, well, there's always an underlier, right? Um, so when typically with most injuries, you're going to uh, possibly have something that can be, uh, I guess, a secondary in nature or something that is most common that should happen in reliance of that. So with hearing loss would be, uh, again, a tinnitus, mm. right? Um, that's one aspect that most veterans uh, kind of skip over. Um, and because at the end of the day, um, we don't necessarily, um, we don't necessarily uh, try to be affected by these things, but we're used to, right? If we're used to it, um, a lot of people aren't going to um, go after the things of this nature. So tinnitus will be one, and that's a, a pretty much a, a ringing or a buzzing in the ear because of the exposure to hazardous noise. Um, but unfortunately, most most veterans do not really take notice of it um, because they drown it out, all right? They drown it out. So uh, that's one aspect of it in, in regards to hearing loss. Uh, tinnitus would be accompanied by that as well. But there are um, upcoming regula regulatory changes in regards to that, which again, we're going to talk about uh, because I want to make sure that you guys are, are very informed um, and in how this subsector of change could actually affect you and your family because um, hearing loss may or may not uh, become non-compensable. But again, we'll talk about that in a later episode. Oh, wow. That, I definitely have a million questions about that. So I'll be sure to tune in to that next episode to uh, learn about that. So. Yeah. 
So again, today we're going to have about 10 different um, items for you guys today. So definitely stay tuned for that. Watch all the way to the end. That way that you hear every single one, because some of the ones we're going to talk about today, you may be in for a surprise and a treat. I know. So it's great. So Kenneth, I mean, I know you have some wonderful things uh, in store for us. Again, tune in all the way to the end so you can hear about all the conditions, because you probably will have some stuff on the list that you just kind of didn't kind of think about. So now we talked about hearing loss and tinnitus uh, as like the number one issue uh, the, out of the list of 10. Uh, so what are some others that we can kind of go down and talk about and educate our veterans on? So I like to kind of, when we're talking about these things, um, you know, kind of isolate, isolating a lot of it is uh, kind of sometime, you know, it would assist but also, we also want to kind of talk about them in categories, right? So I kind of want to make sure that we talk about it in a category. So obviously auditory issues, that's one aspect. Uh, but now I kind of want to talk about musculoskeletal issues, all right? Uh, those issues there, uh, what they particularly proceed to happen is, is while in service, we were, uh, whether if you're all the way down to an E1 to 06, it does not matter. We are always putting strain on our bodies, okay? As an active duty member or veteran, there has been some type of strain that you have put on your body. So with that, having such issues such as knee issues, right? Back issues, neck issues, and foot issues are very common, okay? They're very common. So just primary, prime example, Right, uh, you know, we, we speak to so many veterans on a regular basis, uh, you know, but having a veteran, you know, uh, have, have, having a veteran doing physical training, this physical training is running, jumping, jogging, standing, doing things of that nature on a regular basis, right? Whether if it's uh, having a rucksack, a, a 30 to 50 pound rucksack on your back and, and, and doing a hike, uh, a five mile hike, what do you think that does for your back? What do you think that does for your feet? What do you think that does for your knees? It creates issues, right? It creates pain. It creates a, 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 a perspective where you are not able to function at a regular level as you normally would. So um, I would go to say that uh, the issue of knees, back, neck, foot issues are most common when speaking about muscle skeletal issues, all right? Um, so I wanna make sure that we highlight that because um, a lot of people are not understanding with the groupings, that's how a lot of decision makers or raters are taught in subcategory groupings. But individual issues, you outside, you align each individual issue through regulatory information, such as the CFR, such as referencing the M21 manual. So you have to go to a grouping subcategory of individual issues of such as musculoskeletal issues, such as knees, back, neck, and feet. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. No, that's great. That's definitely great to know. So now, you know, with some of these physical issues and ailments, it gets, um, you know, I guess complex and kind of convoluted sometimes because you can say, well, hey, well, 
I mean, the better one's going to get older anyway, right? And eventually you're going to have back problems as we age, knee problems as we age, different things of that. So how do you differentiate what's from service and what wasn't from service? Well, that's... uh... So that's a great question, first and foremost. So when we're talking about these things, I want you to understand that as you age, progressively things happen, right? Uh, such as back pain, knee pain. Um, but when we're talking about service connection from the VA, now, was the onset of that injury during service? And can we make sure that we prove that once we actually make sure that we prove the onset during military service the progressive nature gets worse um, at that point in time if that veteran does not receive the proper treatment as they should what's going to happen is it gets worse as we continue to get older but now was the onset or was the initial problem transpired during service that's the question how do we prove that how do we make sure that that is going to be uh, related to the VA properly. So to answer your question, it's specifically those things could very well much so happen, but it is the veteran's job to make sure that it's communicated to the VA on the onset or the actual day that it happened or when it happened during service uh, to be effective. No, that's great. That's great. Definitely understanding that is uh, very important, right? Because yeah. when you're applying for service connection and sometimes you have veterans that may apply right out of service or they may be 5, 10, 20 years out, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, sometimes it uh, makes it a little bit more difficult to um, understand and really prove that uh, relatability to that service time. True indeed, true indeed. That's why, uh, and again, you guys, I want you to understand, it. it please go file your disability claim as soon as possible. Go file your disability claim as soon as possible, because as we continue to go further and further and further out of service, just as Mr. Jones here stated, it can be something very difficult to prove on the relatability and the uh, cooperation through service, how to connect it to service. And that gets very difficult, even when you're having such things as uh, medical opinions of buying your side. Absolutely. No, that's great. That's great. So, you know, as we kind of talk more and we get, you know, pretty much into the fourth um, point that we have here as far as out of the list of 10, you know, we are obviously around the holidays right now and, you know, it could impact veterans a a lot of different ways, right? From the uh, different traumatic events that have occurred, from a lot of the traumatic events that may have occurred during service time and how that actually impacts your life, um, you know, current day. So can you talk to us about uh, the number four on the list that you have here? Yeah, so uh, one of the issues that we have here would be mental health, right? Uh, uh, Mental ailments are very particular when speaking about them. There's so many different ways on how mental health could not only affect the veteran, but affect the people surrounding them as well. So when we're doing that, uh, when when we're going through that, I want you to understand that mental health is something that um, could be a claim that is a being uh, being an aspect of a claim that's being service connected at a high rate. Okay, uh, but it doesn't mean that you're going to get just you're just you're just gonna be service connected. That's not how it works. 
right? Uh, there are certain guidelines, rules, uh, uh, expectations that need to be satisfied before being service connected. Uh, but mental health, mental ailments such as uh, PTSD, right? Uh, uh, anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder, so many different mental health ailments that come to you uh, could possibly be service connected uh, through the VA pending on the events that transpired during military service. Um, again, uh, military members are exposed to so many traumatic incidences that uh, they become very numb to a lot of this stuff that most civilians uh, won't understand. And it's not necessarily they're not understanding because they don't want to understand because exposing this stuff becomes very, uh, it's very, it's very sacred to them, you know, and, and, and we can deal with embarrassment. We can deal with uh, judgment. We can deal with anxiety of the people around us. So with that, uh, mental health is a huge component, you know, um, and, and, and being able to get that service connected, that's something that's on the list. And it could very well, uh, you can very well be dealing with those things and not even know it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why it's um, always very important to go uh, speak to your physicians, right? And I speak to mental health professionals and just, you know, let them know that what you've been going through in service and you know what you've been going through in life. And um, don't try to self-diagnose yourself. Right. You know, leave it in the hand of the professionals. Go ahead and talk to them and they'll definitely kind of let you know. And you have an open space to really kind of unpack everything that's been going on with yourself. No, true indeed. And also it's very important that we get to it very quickly. Uh, don't let it linger. I know it is very difficult for someone that who could have been, you know, uh, in a leadership position to be actually needing help. Sometimes the strong people needs the most help. Okay. So make sure that you're going to get checked on by your mental health providers, uh, you know, uh, seeking that assistance that you may need. Um, and don't be afraid to reach out to the VA crisis line. Okay, uh, we're gonna go ahead and place that number here in this video, so make sure you reach out to the VA crisis line at any point in time that you may uh, need some attention, some extra attention, because it's very well there for you as a resource. Um, you know, we talk about these things, and I don't want to take, I don't want to make light of this stuff because uh, it's it's not, you know, as we as we have spoken about in many episodes before, you know, our freedom is not free. And these are some of the actual things that our veterans go through on a regular basis behind curtains and behind closed doors. So with that being said, make sure that you're taking the time to make sure you're well aware of what you're going through and uh, seeking the proper attention. Absolutely. No, this is great here. So now with mental health and we're talking about, you know, PTSD, uh, anxiety, depression, and you know, you alluded to there being some stigmas behind actually getting those things service connected. And uh, you know, we won't go too far into like individual unemployability and different things like that. If you want to check that out, definitely. Uh, we have other videos that uh, delve into that. But uh, just I wanted you to kind of unpack a little bit more about the stigmas regarding that, and especially for an individual in a leadership position, right? Uh, they want to continue working. They want to continue on with their life, but they just don't want to have the stigma of being diagnosed with PTSD. You know, how would you encourage those veterans to still go ahead and, you know, go for that outreach and go ahead and actually apply for a service connection? Well, great question. Great question. There's so many different uh, stigmas behind mental health. 
Uh, when we're talking about mental health, everyone, we're talking about it in a component where it can be at the lowest level severity, it can be at the higher level severity, whatever your whatever your uh, severity is. Um, there shouldn't be any judgment or restrictions, particularly. Okay, obviously, there um, each private or privatized organization or federal agencies has their uh, guidelines on it being accepted in an employment position. Uh, but typically, it does not. It doesn't affect most professions. Okay, it does not affect most professions, even though some may think it will. All right, so I do want to make sure that's one aspect of it, and another aspect of it as well is um, you know the Second Amendment rights. Right, um, I'll tell you right now. You know, I, I I'm not here to say anything about our Second Amendment rights being whether it to be pro-Second Amendment rights or non-pro-Second uh, Amendment rights. But what I am saying is, is that um, as long as you're not deemably uh, rated as an incompetent in nature, your Second Amendment rights will still be able to be enacted and be available to you, okay? Uh, no one has a crystal ball on, on being able to uh, tell the future, okay? But your Second Amendment rights will be available to you if, again, you're rated for a mental health element without being rated incompetent. How do you be rated incompetent? Well, how we do so is not, uh, uh, not being able to manage your financial affairs, okay? Uh, which will deemably rate you as incompetent or have some incompetency tied to it, okay? Uh, not being able to uh, take your medications, okay? As noted, at that point, you could be rated incompetent, okay? But once you're rated incompetent, it is not in finality, okay? You can, you can challenge that, okay? Um, and by providing evidence to show that your competency, all right. Um, but we can get, that's a, that's an entirely separate section in itself, which we'll get more into. Um, but with that, that's a second stigma that typically aligns with that. And I think the third, uh, ultimately is judgment, you know, judgment. We don't want to be judged by our peers, by our by our comrades, our, our colleagues. We don't want to be judged. So when I tell you, when, when we're talking about embarrassment or judgment of a mental health element, nine times out of 10, if there were a brother or sister in arms, they're probably dealing with some of the same things that you're dealing with. So never be afraid, never be afraid, be a leader. And now go ahead and uh, get your care that you need and also get what you deserve because you were exposed to some things that uh, that may or may not be traumatic to yourself. Awesome, Kenneth. Awesome. So, yeah, we're definitely halfway through with the list here. And now we'll, I really want to kind of delve into and make sure the audience kind of understands uh, where this list of the 10 most service connectable conditions Where's this report and list coming from? You know, what prompted us to actually put this list out and why these 10 conditions? Oh, uh, uh, that, that's great. So I want you guys to always understand um, a lot of this information that's communicated to you. A lot of it is, uh, again, we have, again, 
analysts, right, that reviews all this information to be able to make sure that we're delivering it correctly. So with that, uh, this list in particular is a, is a federal organization list in regards to the VA. They actually come out with, a, uh, again, a report every single year for compensation services. So uh, this is uh, in regards to this list. This came from a compensation service report in regard uh, in, in, from the VA uh, fiscal year 22. 22, which again, obviously we're rolling in the fiscal year 23. So we're going to have an entire new list uh, next year uh, that we're actually going to be able to, to deliver to you guys. So it's a report that goes through all the compensation center uh, service service centers that are reported ultimately uh, to the public as it is a as it is a public organization, a federal organization that they must provide reporting to the public. And again, we're able to review and analyze all that information to make sure that we deliver it to you guys in a, uh, again, a, a more digestible manner. Absolutely. Great. So now what we're basically saying is we didn't just make this list up ourselves, right? Do <laughs> we not just come in here and say, well, these are the top 10 things that we think you guys should apply for. It's not, that's not what we're doing. This is a very comprehensive list that um, are the actual rateable conditions of that. 2022 year that veterans were rated for. So now, Kenneth, what do we have next on that list? So uh, another thing that we have is uh, we talked about musculoskeletal conditions. I want to make sure uh, when we're talking about groupings of other issues, right, we talk about nerve conditions. Nerve conditions are very important uh, because they can be related to so many different conditions right? Um, so many different standalone conditions, uh, but also secondary to other issues as well. Uh, what I mean secondary to a subsector of an already uh, possibly rated condition, all right? Uh, one is a nerve condition, a, a nerve condition that can be related to a back injury, neck injury, uh, diabetes, just so many different types of injuries that it can be related to, but it, it, it again, uh, sciatic nerve conditions, right? Um, there's so many different nerves that's within the body system, uh, but pretty much they all can be uh, pretty much rated um, and provided service connection for. Um, it's how you're able to get service connected. So with that, it is a, again, a nerve condition, sciatica, that is typically related to the back or neck, okay? Um, and that can be related, that can be actually service-connected as well. Great, great, great stuff here. So um, that's a good one. And as we kind of continue to go down this list here, you know, when you're in service, you're running around doing a lot of things. You know, I, I know one of the things Kenneth always talks about here is, you know, everybody is just not running and gunning as a, a war hero, so to speak, right? You have uh, so many different roles and services, but whether you're a war hero or you're uh, a cook in the kitchen, right? There's a lot of different ways through service connection where you can actually get just general scars on your body, right? And, um, mm -hmm. you know, again, that's something that we have on the list here for our next topic that's actually uh, service connectable. Yeah, um, and that's, and that's a, a, a huge condition that is a lot, a lot of times overlooked, okay? Uh, because if it transpired during military service, it can be related to service, okay? If it transpired during military service, it can be related to service. So when we say that uh, scar conditions, there's so many different types of scar conditions that happen, uh, whether if it's a surgical scar, whether if it's a scar from a, a job that you were doing and you got a laceration, 
um, on your uh, or cut on your on your arm or hand or something of that nature. Um, you know, uh, even scars in your eyes. You know, there's there's different cornea scars and different things of that nature. Um, there's so many different scars that can be related. So general scars, that is another one. Um, however, uh, just because you're service connected doesn't always mean that it's going to be compensable or you're going to be receiving compensation for it. Uh, but it's a service-related condition. Great. Well, that's good to know. So if you have any scars, definitely uh, get that checked out. I mean, sometimes you can kind of fall down, right, doing PT, going up those ladder wells and, and different things of that nature. And, you know, even just from, you know, not having the proper boots on, right? You know, mm -hmm. you wear your boots, roll your ankle, all these kind of different things. And that actually leads us to our next topic, right, where a limited range of motion, uh, particularly with the ankle. So can you uh, go into that one for us? Yeah. Um, you know, as, as we discussed with the groupings, right, uh, muscle skeletal issue of an ankle condition. An ankle condition is very pertinent because we're on our feet all the time, right? We're on our feet all the time. And when we're on our feet all the time, we're, we're utilizing uh, protective boots for the most part, steel toe boots. However, those steel toe boots aren't always uh, going to be most uh, beneficial to one's foot or ankles, right? So uh, when we're talking about a relation of a muscle skeletal issue, uh, ankle could be primarily one. Um, as I mentioned before, we're always running, jumping, jogging, climbing on things, and uh, losing footing and rolling your ankles becomes can be, can be something relatively common. So never, never think that uh, that severity of issue is uh, so minuscule that it may not some, be something you want to claim because um, I can tell you um, if you have rolled your ankle um, enough times or even just once, uh, there's always continuous pain. There's always continuous pain on, on, and typically uh, could be chronic pain when you're doing certain things, right? But again, uh, most uh, won't discuss that, but we should, but we should. Great, great. Good stuff there. And, uh, you know, we put together a wonderful uh, event uh, for the community for Veterans Day. And we were had a lot of activity for the kids. We were doing free haircuts, uh, different things of that nature. And we had the basketball courts out there. So, you know, I went on the basketball court and I'm just trying to get my jump shot up. And I'm just seeing that my range of motion in my arms aren't what they used to be, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So now from this list here, that seems like something that if you're impacted by that, you can actually get service connected. Yeah. Um, while in service, you're kind of required to be physically fit. Um, so going to the gym is a regular duty. Um, doing physical training, regular duty. Uh, whether regardless of how the physical training is uh, transpired is something that needs to be completed. So uh, playing sports, basketball, football, baseball, uh, soccer, any type of sport that you choose, or you know uh, even combat sports, right? Uh, karate, MMA, uh, boxing. You, you you utilize your arms a lot, and weightlifting, right? Uh, we go on deployment. You don't have too many activities that you can do uh, to stay in shape, other than obviously running, uh, jumping, weightlifting and training, uh, but also uh, combat, you know, combat sports. So with that, you, you, you injure your shoulder a lot of times. Um, I've injured my shoulder many, many occasions, you know, weightlifting, right? Um, so, or, or other, other um, 
other junctures, other, other sports, right? Um, I was personally stationed with the Marines for a bit. Well, not stationed with others. We were both uh, the Marines and uh, the Navy had a joint mission. And, you know, I was, I was PTing with them. Uh, while PTing, they were MMA uh, combat training. I injured my shoulder during a time of MMA combat training. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's something that it, does, it, I, it can't affect the mission. So I go back to work. I go back to work as normal. But and throughout that injury, um, it, it was uh, something that I dealt with and I still deal with, you know, but most people will never know that because you go day to day with this injury that you should be, you should say something about. But we all need to make sure that we remove the stigma of taking care of ourselves, like going to medical, getting proper treatment, um, because your body will will eventually start to deteriorate. Father time is undefeated. Absolutely. No, that's great. So you, this is a story that I didn't know. That's a, a very interesting one here. So now so you, you were doing some MMA combat training in yeah. service? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know, stationed in Virginia uh, during that time stand. I was uh, doing a uh, TDY, right, uh, temporary duty. So at that time frame, I had the, had the great pleasure of working with some great Marines um, and, uh, you know, uh, doing those relationships, we used to PT together, right? Um, and PT, they, again, they had a little bit more rigorous PT training, <laughs> uh, but it was great. It was a uh, MMA training and, uh, um, I did injure myself. Um, and you know, it was something I dealt with, but you know, it wasn't something that kept me out of the mission. Um, it was just an injury that lingers and it will continue to linger today. Got it. Sounds like you might have lost some of those rounds in there, man. Uh, you know, uh, I'll, I'll let the audience that was there to be the judge. <laughs> okay, all right, sounds good, sounds good. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe because I haven't heard the story before, uh, you probably were PTing with some of your other Navy guys as well, and, you know, if, if, if too many people would have got the best of you, I'm sure I would have heard about it by now. <laughs> yeah, well, that uh, during, that, during that period, I was actually... Um, myself I was actually um, there due to the fact of a ankle injury I dealt with so I was you know but I was actually very um, a crucial piece in the mission of making sure that we supported our ship so um, that was something that I when working in air department and supply making sure that all the air department um, parts were there on the ship supporting them on deployment. So at that time frame, what happened was, uh, you know, I did injure myself, uh, you know, being out there, I was there pretty much as the leading petty officer. So uh, with being the leading petty officer, it's you and your team. Uh, but at, at this time, a team only consisted of uh, two personnel. Um, it was two personnel and obviously our officers. So uh, you were pretty much the go-to person at all times. So. Uh, throughout this injury, mission must stay, must continue. So there was nothing that I, I wanted to complain about because at the end of the day, mission needs to be complete. Absolutely. Mission complete and you are uh, there to serve. And, you know, definitely it, it sounds like it could be some stressful times and, you know, different things going on. And, you know, when you have different type of uh, stress, whether it's work related or whether it's from any type of injury, you can start developing 
headaches or migraines, right? Which I think we have on our top 10 list here, the number 10 here. So can you kind of go into the different headaches and migraines that uh, service members may uh, deal with? Okay, yeah, yeah, most definitely. Uh, great, great, great segue, <laughs> great segue. So, uh, but yeah, so when we're talking about our groupings, right, uh, this would typically align with the neurological conditions um, because, you know, high headaches, migraines are typically related to issues uh, neurologically, right, or could be related neurologically. Again, I'm not a physician. I'm not a doctor. I'm not diagnosing or anything of that nature. Uh, but when we're talking about these groupings in nature, this is how some uh, raiders are trained, right? So uh, these are, again, any type of diagnosis beyond that, that is for physicians to diagnose. Uh, we, again, I am not a physician by any means. But uh, typically, it will line under a neurological condition. With it being a neurological condition, this is something can be affect, uh, be, you can be affected by um, just with any type of any type of illness, you know, um, again, it can be related to a uh, mental health issue, right? Um, it can be related to uh, a disease such as diabetes. It can be related to um, traumatic uh, brain injuries. It could be related to it could be related to so many different things, or it can be just itself that you deal with migraines or headaches because uh, neurologically, that's just how your body is wired. Um, just like everyone's military service isn't uh, cookie cutter or the same. Well, let me tell you, everyone's uh, body isn't the same either. So with that, everyone has different effects. So uh, migraines, headaches are something that is uh, primarily serve, can be service connectable at a more higher, a possible, possibly a more higher rate than normal. Absolutely. No, that's great. So now... Thank you for sharing uh, this list with our viewers here. Now, if there's one takeaway, they should leave with, okay, now I know what were the most common 10 conditions now, right? They, our viewers are well aware of that now. So what should they be doing with this information moving forward as their next action step, as they kind of go and, you know, considering their journey of service connection? I would say start now. Start now. Um, no one is going to advocate for your disability like yourself. Um, one, you know your story, you know what your severity of injuries, and you know what you deal with. Start now um, because it could be a long journey. You never know. Okay, it may be a short journey. You never know. Um, but dealing with military members, a lot of a lot of uh, military service members uh, are not privy to a lot of this information, but not only not being privy to the information, uh, they're, they're not starting. We need to start because this is something uh, that you deserve. Okay, these ailments that you currently deal with on a regular basis, this is something that you deserve. You did your military service and now it's time to enact your benefits uh, that's afforded to you. It is not something that is a welfare and it's exclusive benefit that has been offered uh, for some of the elite group people in the nation. OK, those who have served our country. Start now. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that, Kenneth. Uh, and if you actually need help getting your process started, you know, again, here we're at Veterans for Veterans. We're able to 
you know, help support you uh, through your service uh, connected disability application process and really uh, provide the education for you. But also if you need additional support as far as consulting regarding that, we are a resource for you. Uh, our information is in the description. Definitely reach out to us, schedule a free consultation. We would love to help and support you. And if you just have any general questions for us, you can go ahead and schedule that consultation or if the whole group can benefit. Please go ahead and um, leave a comment and we'll be able to answer that question for you. And, you know, it could be forever answered for everyone watching this video. And we'll greatly appreciate you for doing so. Yes, sir. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys for watching this segment here. We have some more exciting stuff for you going into 2024. You know, there's a whole new pay scale and different things going on. Where's the money? How much money? Is it increasing, decreasing? What's going on? We're going to break that down for you in the next segment. Prepare to compete. Hey, we'll see you on, in the next one.